Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Rum Society at Kanye Rum Bar in downtown Los Angeles, we had Brendan Reynolds in the house with Methuselah. Yeah, baby, OG, originated in Cuba, refined in D Dominican. Amazing rum, some of the best value rums in the market. We tried the Platino, the 10-year, the 18-year, and the 23. What? Where were you? <laughs> it's the Rum Society, we need you. Cheers, Pedro. Cheers to you. Always enjoy this podcast responsibly, which means talk clearly so people can understand you. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Going to be teaching us about the Methuselah line tonight. Now, herbs. We were we were in Cuba, and originally this was well, a Cuban rum. Before I was hanging revolution. out with you, I was hanging out with this guy. Ah, <laughs> way back in the day. Right. Way back. Now, so this back is in like Hollywood. Brendan and I used to. Uh, I was his bar back. Uh, when I first started many, many in the years world ago. of uh, slinging drinks, yeah. Uh, yeah, many moons ago. And now I buy rum from this guy. So. <laughs> and we're not just slinging drinks, we're educating folks about the spirits. Yeah. It's a fun time. So, but when we were in Cuba, we learned that Methuselah used to be a Cuban rum. But then the revolution came, and the family that was making Methuselah, they. They exiled themselves. They, right. they got the hell out. Give us a little bit of history of the brand. Because I know that this is like one of my favorite, personally, one of my favorite brands right. in the world of, of, of great rums. But what's the story? Yeah, how, so how did this come about? It originated in 1872 in Santiago de Cuba. And uh, it was a family recipe, one of the first ever Solera style rums. Um, it was actually the first national rum of Cuba. At the time, none of us remember, but if you watched Godfather 2, you know that Cuba in those you know, uh, late 19th century, early 20th century, was like the height of excess, opulence, the hotels, casinos. It was like the place to be, right? It was like the Latin American Babylon. So rum was a big deal. Matuslim was a big deal. People were there. They were drinking it. They were having a blast. Well, Castro decided to disrupt the, all the capitalistic fun, and he, he was overthrowing the government. And these, this family recipe was stolen away by these brothers, and they took it to the Dominican Republic, where they still make it today in the same recipe, so they say, same recipe as they made it back then in the uh, in the late uh, 20, 19th century. So. And the Solera cask method. So if you guys don't know what that means, Solera cask, like it goes back to Solera wine, which is Spanish wine. And think if you can visualize for yourself an, an inverted pyramid of barrels. So you've got a bunch of barrels at the top and then a few, like just an inverted pyramid, obviously. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But the idea being is that all those barrels are connected in that inverted pyramid and they're bottling off of the lowest barrel, that one barrel at the bottom of the inverted pyramid. But they never let that inverted pyramid of barrels get less than half full, meaning that if they're dropping 15-year-old wine in the top of that pyramid, and bottling off the bottom, and they've been doing it for 15 or 30 years, that means you're getting a co-mingling of like 30 or 45 year old wine in that mix. And that goes back to ancient Spain, Spanish practices in winemaking for, you know, hundreds of years. Yeah. But in the, in the rum making process, and even in whiskey and, and in other spirits as well, you can think of it as a marrying time, like a gigantic barrel in which they're again, not ever letting it get less than half full, but always refilling it 
with the, the younger spirit that's going to be on, on the label. Like if there's an age statement on the, on the bottle of rum, if it says 15 years old, that means the youngest drop of rum in that bottle should be 15 years old. But they're constantly dumping that 15-year-old into it and bottling. And if they've been doing it for 20 years, then you've got 35-year-old rum in there as well. Right. Which is, in, in the rum world, it can be a little bit iffy as to, they get a little strange. It's not like the whiskey world where age statements don't mean the same thing in the rum world. They have a tendency to be a little bit more wishy-washy <coughs> with the definitions. So they'll put the words like 23 on the bottle. It doesn't see, if you look really closely on the label, it doesn't say 23 years old. It's just like whatever brand 23. What they mean in that frame of reference is we think it tastes like 23-year-old rum. It's not actually all 23-year-old rum. In fact, there can be younger rum in that mix, but that's just the way the rum world works. It's a right. little bit more cowboy at this point, which is why we have the Rum Society. We're trying to like create smarter you know, rum drinkers, and then hopefully you guys will demand from the rum companies more transparency, more accuracy in the way that they label their products so that we know what we're getting when we buy it. I think we're owed at least that for our hard earned money, right? Right. <laughs> Aha, yeah. He's, he's obviously a student. He's like, I, I need my money. I want to know what I'm paying for. College night. That's right. Yeah, I mean, just to follow up on that, you know, sugar cane grows in every country in the world. So, I mean, in some ways, it probably is the oldest spirit category. Um, like Pedro said, with whiskey, the youngest, the age on the barrel, I mean, on the bottle, is the, the youngest whiskey in the bottle. So there can be some older, but they have to label it with the youngest whiskey that's in there. With rum, I think it's a little more fluid and flexible. Because the cool thing about Solera is that, like Pedro said, it's this fluctuation, this mingling of these younger and older rums. So you get this beautiful balance, and whatever their idea of that expression of age is some, somewhere in between. We're not exactly sure how old the youngest or oldest rums in the bottle are, but um, you get a really nice, delicious evening smoothness that comes out of the Solera style. In general, when you talk about the Solera cast method, you're going to think that you're getting some good product because generally it means that they're blending older spirits with younger spirits. So rest assured, if it says Solera cast on there, just give good. it a try. It's probably going to be excellent. As these rums are. That's right. Delicious. So what is the first rum that we're going to taste tonight? The uh, first one we do is the Platino, which is a, a three-year-old rum. Um, it's actually clear, which is odd, right? It's aged three years, but it's clear. So charcoal filtration process, which a lot of tequilas are doing now to get a nice, clear, beautiful spirit. So to put it into a historical reference, coming out of Prohibition, people have been buying a lot of kind of like sketchy spirits. Prohibition pushed the liquor business underground. That didn't mean that people stopped drinking. Actually, during the times of Prohibition, drinking continued to grow. It had double-digit growth during 13 years of Prohibition. It didn't slow down people drinking at all. Idiots. And, but what it did produce was a lot of bad spirits because people were doing stuff on the underground and it wasn't verifiable. And so when we came out of Prohibition, Cuba was, was a place that cashed in on Prohibition because it's only, you know, 60 miles from Miami. It was the mecca of the best bars in the world started popping up in Cuba because you couldn't drink in America. So everybody was flying into Cuba, all the bars and hotels and everything. They made the best cocktails, like 
there was this Cuban cocktail revolution. And part of it was that they were creating this Cuban rum that was just like not really good quality rums. So the Cubans wanted to establish for themselves a place in the marketplace. And that was about clean rum, pure rum, verifiable rum. And that's when they started doing charcoal filtration in rum. So three years old, but if you run it through a charcoal filter, you can take out the color and, and make it clear again. Yo. What's the difference between chill filtration and charcoal filtration? So charcoal filtration is the same as what we use in like our Brita water filters at home. It's basically just gonna take out everything. Uh, charcoal is an extremely dense, uh, carbon is, is, is extremely dense. It's, 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 it's extremely porous on a molecular level. It's going to pull things into its nooks and crannies and pull things out of the liquid. Now, chill filtering means, think of like when you guys make um, chicken soup at home and then you leave it on the stove and then it, it gets cooled overnight and all the fat rises to the top. That's chill filtration. And, and the essence, uh, the flavors that we enjoy in spirits, those are um, fusel oils in the distillate. But if there's no fusel oils, like if you distill it to a super high proof like Everclear or vodka, then there's nothing for the bioflavonoids, there's nothing for the, the flavors to hang on to. Flavors need fats, that's why we put onions in soup, you know, it's like we want something to attach the flavors to. But if you want it, the, the problem is in spirits is if it's around 80 proof or 90 proof and it's a really rich tasting rum, if you put it on ice, it might get cloudy. It actually starts to what they call flocking. You see these like little strands and it looks a little bit scary to the average consumer. It's like, there's mucus in my rum. <laughs> it's not mucus, it's, it's, it's the fats of the spirit itself. Those are flavors. But again, going back to the Cuban method of making rum, they wanted to create a clean, pure rum. So they started using charcoal filtration and chill filtration to take all that stuff out of there so that people would be confident in what they were paying for sure. and for a clean cocktail rum. And you can have 20 and not be hungover, so it's, it's perfect. <laughs> but that's the chill filtration is they're taking the fats out of the day, which you will lose color, you will lose flavor. I strongly advocate for you to try stuff that's not doing yeah, the chill. A lot of single malt whiskey. Yeah, like, whoa, <laughs> rums, rum. I'm just saying, like, there's a, a lot of these uh, rums that are coming to market now that are not chill filtered. Nice. They're not uh, charcoal filtered. Not to say that it's bad, but it's just definitely a style. The style of Cuban rum is that of charcoal filtration and chill filtration. So tell us about this Platino. Yeah, so on the nose, what's cool, even though it's clear, you know, it doesn't look like it's aged, but you really get those oaky notes. You know, I get, I don't know what you guys smell, but I get like honey, roasted kind of almond. What are you guys getting? Is you stick your nose in that glass? What's your experience? Share. There's no wrong answer. It's really strong. Strong? So you mean it smells like alcohol? Is that what you mean? What else though? Think about like food It's like... Do you smell something sweet? Like what kind of sweetness is it? Is it brown sugar? Is it uh, powdered sugar? Is it uh, caramel? Is it, you know, is it molasses? I get molasses. Molasses? Okay. So is this a molasses-based rum or is it made from cane juice? Molasses. So it's a molasses-based spirit. Not agriculture. 
What else you guys getting here? Tap some over your tongue. Share your experience. No wrong answers. I would say that definitely white sugar versus brown sugar. I would say brown. That's where the molasses I get from as well. I get honey, caramel, I guess maybe from the barrels. Then before you got it, yeah. This guy must know. He must work for a spirit company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it's very floral to me too. I'm getting some like nice honeysuckle notes on it, like a sweet floral note. Juniper. Juniper. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, you're a... drinking gin tonight. <laughs> some botanical, some herbaceous. There is, yeah, yeah. It's it's got a dry, briny finish for a molasses rum. That's great because it's perfect for a daiquiri. I mean, really, it's a it's a perfect rum for a daiquiri. And this would have been one of the rums. One of the OGs. Like one of the OGs. The OG sure. like Cuban daiquiri rums for sure. National rum of Cuba. It probably was the first one. Absolutely. Well, we we were studying actually. Urban and I were studying today, talking about it. Like uh, the daiquiri, which that is was Hemingway's favorite. Oh yeah, rum for the Papa Doble. Oh, what, oh, Matusalem. Matusalem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Hemingway yeah. at the Florida in yeah. Cuba. So, what makes a Hemingway daiquiri different from the standard daiquiri? Uh, grapefruit juice and Luxardo maraschino. Yeah, that's right. And no, no straight sugar. And oh, a sure. hell of ability to write. And <laughs> four ounces of booze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cat, oh. he, cats? She's a cat advocate. You love cats. She's too. She's, a, she's like, can you like cats? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Again, Delicious. And I'm like, they, where was their original distillery located in, in Cuba? Do you know? Santiago. Santiago. Oh, okay. Santiago. On the other side of uh, Havana. Right. On the other so, side of the island. The roads are so bad in Cuba that. Although, as a crow flies, it should probably be like a two and a half <laughs> hour drive. I think it's a 12 hour drive from Havana. That's if your car makes it out there. <laughs> your 57 yeah. Chevy. Yeah. Yes, yes. If it makes it out there, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful. So, if I was going to buy a bottle of this from my home bar, the Platino from Matusalem, yeah. what would it run me? Insanely high value rum. I mean, this bottle right here is less than 20 bucks retail. Wow. And then we're, I'll tell you as we go through, you'll be, you'll, your mind will be blown if you taste them how, how inexpensive they are. It's a really great, really great value rum. I really like this Platino. I think it's utterly simple. Yeah, even on its own. I haven't had it like this in a while. It's great. It'd be great with just a beer all by itself. I can see how it would make a magnificent daiquiri, though. Yeah. And the daiquiri is like, it, that's like, I always like to say things like daiquiris, they remind me that like, God is good or goddess is good. It's like <laughs> everything is perfect. So simple. Yeah. It must be true that yeah. we are meant to be drinking this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Three ingredients. All you need. So Shaggy and Stephanie are coming around with the next mark. What is this next mark, Brennan? It's my favorite. Ooh. Yeah. This is my favorite. It's a cla the classico. <laughs> oh, so this is my go-to rum on a Friday, Saturday night shift. Inventory reasons. Uh, we finished one bottle. Uh, our our go-to in the house. That's nice. Yeah, it's amazing. 20, so, 20 bucks a bottle. Wow. So ten-year-old rum. Now, do we know for sure that there's actually nothing younger than ten-year in here? We don't know. Like, we don't know that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. again, it goes back to the rum world yeah. being a little bit cowboy style. Like the rules don't apply across the board. You yeah. take what you can get. We're calling this a 10-year-old Solera cast. It does not mean that there's anything, there's not anything younger in this class. It's possible <coughs> that there is. But what they're saying 
through the Solaricast is that we think this tastes like a 10 year old rum. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. Red ribbon mango cake. What? Red ribbon mango cake. You thought about this one. Woo! Yeah. Red ribbon mango cake? Yes. What the hell is that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's a real thing. It smells like this. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it. What are you guys getting back there? I'm getting cigars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smells delicious. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Vanilla, vanilla for sure. S'mores. S'mores. So graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate, and char. And char. A little out there. Red velvet macaroon. Red velvet. That's what you guys are on the same planet there. Yeah, yeah. I get like some marzipan and. Yeah, that's what she said too. Definitely, definitely. There's some vanilla aspects, and that would come from the barrels. So there's the tannins and lignins in the barrels that, over time, that rum during the hot parts of the day, or as it's expanding to the wood at night, is pulling back out again. It's extracting those flavor notes of like vanilla, caramel. That's definitely toffee, or things you're gonna get from the formerly charred oak. A charred white oak, essentially. French oak. French oak. Yeah. There's some French oak on this. Thing. Really? It's not all French oak. It's my favorite. That's what they're telling us. Not probably not all. No. Well, I did not know that. Okay, so some French oak as well. Which, when we talk about the difference between American oak and French oak, the French oak tends to be more tannic. Uh, it, it tends to bring like darker flavor notes, like brown butter, black walnut. Uh, Sometimes bitterness. You can right. over oak a, a a spirit with the French oak. Right. American white oak tends to be sweeter. It's got a tighter grain. It's porous, but it, it really um, gives you those like vanilla and caramel, brown sugar notes, maple notes, that sweetness. Yeah, sweet on the nose and the palate's very uh, oak. A lot of oak, slight. Yeah, you can taste the tannins. Yeah, it's, oaky. it's oaky in the back. Yeah, it's oaky in the back. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's got a phenolic quality on the back. Yes. So it's it's almost like I get a little bit of a rubbery note on the finish. Yeah, it's a little more funky at the end. Yeah. Got, Which is really really good. Texture, yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's got a grip on your palate too. It's like it's it's drying yeah. on the finish. You get like a, it's like it's a texture to it on your tongue. So think about that too. Think about architecture. Think about mouthfeel. How does it feel? Is it is it oily? Is it smooth? Is it have a spiky quality on your tongue? Does it does it create like a dryness in your mouth? Like those are all things to take into account as you as you're tasting. That's beautiful. What's the name again? This Matusalum one's the ten year Solera cast finish. Yeah, cl classico. Classico. That's the way we call it. Yeah. I'm just making up names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can see the bottles right yeah. behind you, Pedro. The classical is missing. Oh. Allison Lyon, that is my go-to. I know we can see the bottles. What do you guys like better between this one and the, the Platino? I like the classico. This one's a little more funky, a little more interesting. Seven more years on average. Yep. So here's the classical. Beautiful, simple bottle, small label. That's a classical right there. Only 20 bucks a bottle. Crazy yeah. value. 20 bucks for a 10 year. I'm a cheap date, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cheap date. It is. It's great. In the whiskey world, we like to say that, like, if it's 
a dollar, you know, if it's $10 for every year, that's so if it's a hundred bucks for a 10 year, we're doing okay when yeah. it comes to like single right. scotch. But this is ridiculously affordable. Yeah. Can we cover distillation method once everybody gets their yeah, glass? How, well, let's wait till everybody gets their, their, their. Now, okay, so a couple questions, a couple questions. So you guys are currently in the DR. Where in the DR is this made? And is that distillery making rums for anyone else? Or is it just Methuselah? That's a good question. Uh, so I work for a, a much larger company called Proxima. And uh, we have many different brands, many different kinds of spirits. Uh, Matuslam is a partner of ours. We sell their product. Um, they are a massive production facility in Dominican. We do have some other rums. I can't confirm nor deny if they make some of the other rums we have because I'm not allowed to do that. But probably given the size of the production facility they have there, that they're probably producing rums for other people as well. But you're not allowed to tell us who else they're making. What's the name <laughs> I of mean, the I can distillery? tell you. Uh, What's the name of the uh, distillery? Everybody know. Can you tell me the name of the distillery? I don't know. I thought they were sourcing from Oliver and Oliver. Oliver. So, Oliver. Oh, no, I mean, I thought that's where they were sourcing from. I would assume. I, that's I, right. I think you're right. That's the big one, right? right? Yeah. That's, those are the big well, guys in the DR, right? Or yeah, they're, they're, the they're like, a, it's like, a, like brokers. They just buy a rum. Yeah. It's, yeah. And we, like, we have also a Kraken rum. Not as good as Methuselah, but not bad spice rum. We also have a new rum called Oni's, which we make some of it in New York City, but some of it is sourced from the Caribbean. So I'm assuming it's all come from the same, well, same area. Is Dominican, Republic. Dominican, yeah. Right, but I yeah. wanted to know which distillery in the DR. That is the mystery. I mean, it's got to be that one. That is. <laughs> that's the big, that's the big one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> um, so then well, should we take a wild guess? Uh, or do you know what type of stills? Column, I'm drinking, yeah, Pot. sure, yeah. Column, yeah. Column stills. So more of the Cuban a style, here. which 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 would be keeping with the Cuban roots. It's like using column distillate. So Cuba again, going back to the the history of Cuban rum being like clean and pure, so to speak. Lord knows, once people start drinking rum, we aren't getting all clean and pure. Um, but the tradition in Cuba was that of using column stills, where a lot of the other islands are using pot stills to make a more funky, oily, bassy rum. The Cubans are trying to make a really clean and crisp rum, so they're using a column distillate to strip away those cogeners that would be potentially heavier, bassier, yeah. oilier, possibly, um, you know, cloying to the palate. Less optimal. <laughs> What? Multiplata. All right. So what is this one we have in our glass right here? This is the 15-year reserve Whoa. Solera. Yeah. It's getting a little more funky now, a little more rich, a little more complex. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you getting off this 15, Methuselah? Ice cream shop. Ice yeah. cream shop. Wow, that's like a million. When I walk into an ice cream shop, I, I smell like 534 things. A waffle. Oh, that's good. That's the part of the ice cream shop that I like. He's talking about all the flavors. You're like, I smell the waffle clothes. I appreciate that. Narrow it down for me. I'm not brilliant. I just need to know what's up. George, is it your cigar or is there tobacco in this rum here? You can smell it like tobacco. 
No, I'm getting citrus and tobacco. Actually, I'm getting like like an orange oil and then like like a nice tobacco leaf. Delicious. Tap it over your tongue. So sometimes the experience changes from your nose to your tongue. You can smell something, and then once you actually sip it, it changes. So if you are having that difference of experience, please share it with us. Everybody needs to know. Mm. It's yummy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. What'd you say? Like a waffle cone. A waffle cone. I'm still getting like some really strong citrus. Citrus and orange. Yeah, it kind of cuts right orange. down the middle of your palate. Like orange and coffee. Oh, it's delicious. And then vanilla on the finish. Maybe even like some marzipan. Like almond, almond sugar. Yep. On the finish. Very clean rum. Great for cocktails. I mean, this with like a rum old fashioned would be fantastic. Wow. And this is, what is, what is this? The 15 year, right? 15 year, yeah. Wow. I really like this one. Yeah, a lot. this one's delicious. What's the bottle price? Uh, the $30 a bottle. So, wow. I mean, approximately. It's pretty, pretty incredible value. So, you're paying someone $2 a year to take care of this rum for you and deliver it to your door. <laughs> I hope they make more than that. I don't know if they do. I don't do. know if they do. If they I don't either. know if they do. It's Sad. super cheap. Yeah. What a great value. What is this one going to be? This one's the 18 year <laughs> Reserva. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Pedro, basically, they can pick whatever number they want on the bottle. Unless it says 18 years old on the bottle, which a lot of the, the companies are just putting numbers, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily say 18 years old, then you don't, you need, just be forewarned that the the rum world, there's no overarching governing body because they're different countries. You can't just like impose a law on someone else's country. They can make their their rum whatever way they want to. You're entitled to make it whatever way you want to. There's many different traditions. And, and like people like to frown on different things, but it's just understanding that like rum is really cool because of its differences. There's a huge diversity in the way that it's made. And that is cool. Different it's not taste profiles. To be scoffed at or like thumb thumb down on that, like because it's like if there's a tradition of spiced rum, well then so be it. Don't like hate on spiced rum. If Cuban style means that they use charcoal filtration, well so be it. Like accept Cuban rum as it is. If some islands are making some stuff with cane juice and it's super funky and they use dunder pits. And there's dead birds in that shit. <laughs> well, if you like it, if you like it, then so be it. There's dead birds aren't gonna hurt you because it's distilled, it's distilled. So it's just all everyone's got their own way. Enjoy your rum, you know? Whatever that means, whatever style, whatever flavor profile, whatever gets you to the place that makes you happy. That's what we're here to support. That's well, what the rum says. In, in the rum world, we do have rum for everyone. Right. That's right. Uh, we have a very clean rum, a vegetable rum for those that like tequila, a smokier rum for those that like mezcal. We have funky rums. We have very oaky rums for those bourbon whiskey drinkers. And we do have some really funky rum from Fiji that reminds me of a nice. scotch. Oh, really? It's just so awesome. Right. But yeah, there is rum yeah, for everyone. To understand this world in a deeper way, that's what we're here for. That's the whole purpose of being alive is to understand this crazy universe and all its differences and all its nuances and all its complexities. We shouldn't be afraid of it, but we should embrace it always. 
Like this is. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> it's, it's a journey. Yeah, it's, wow, uh, that is amazing. Incredible. I mean, what is this? What is this? This is the, the, the 18 year. 18 so, year. Holy cow. Uh, spoiled. It's a lot of, it's very oily. All right, what are you guys getting with this 18 year? Share your experience. Clove. Oh, nice, yeah. Clove, what else? What are you getting back there on the 18? Chocolate covered bananas. Say again? Anise. Oh, yeah. We're getting Chocolate all, covered bananas. Getting a lot of cri crisp. Yeah. Dried apricot. Christmas what spice. Christmas spice. Yeah. What are you guys getting off the 18? Alcohol. I'm getting a lot of buttery notes. Yeah. 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 Really Caramel, buttery. butterscotch. To me, this is a great sipper. I think it's delicious. But I, I totally get it. And that's why we're here for is like to yeah, decipher it all for ourselves. I get vanilla more even more. Yeah. A lot more character from the oak. We're getting further from the new make spirit, the pure spirit, but there's a lot of complexity coming out of the oak now. Sure. A lot less strictly regulated than, than like say whiskey, like Pedro's saying, but then it allows for each region to really innovate and express the natural terroir and the, the natural culture and history of that specific rum making region, you know? But yeah, it can vary a lot place to place. Like in, uh, you know, like say Nicaraguan rum or Guatemalan rum may vary a lot from Mexican rum, Cuban rum, like rum from the DR. Like in terms of methods of making it and the rules of what it has to be can vary a ton. There's, yeah, especially you know, like, for Central American rums, uh, there's a lot of volcanic activity in those places. So volcanic soil will make a huge difference in the, uh, the taste of the product at the end of the day. Also, like uh, India, for instance, they make a ton of rum, rum in India. In fact, I think India is the number one rum-consuming country in the world. China is huge into drinking rum right now. It's going crazy in Europe. But they're buying rum from different places. So the whole thing is very much in flux. The rum world is really volatile right now. There's a lot of big moves happening all over the place. Uh, what is this? We have in our glass. This is here. the incredible, impeccable 23 year uh, Grand Reserve. So you're going to say some really interesting things now. Is uh, it really 23 <laughs> years old? Right, about the Solera lesson. But this is supposedly the original family recipe that they snuck out of Cuba and then refined and mastered in the Dominican Republic. So do you know what kind of oak they're finishing this in? It's all French, is what they say. All French? Yeah. I have a hard time believing it. <laughs> all right. It's all right. Really? Oh, I, yeah, I get that for sure. A little yeah. drier. Yeah, on the yes. There's a lot of cherry cola and yeah. grapes. Yeah. Cherry cola yeah. and grapes. All right. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. The Methuselah 23. So that is, are you sticking to that age statement? I mean, it's a Solera. So could be younger, could be older, but that's the general age. And this is a $50 bottle, so wow. if you compare that to 23-year-old scotch, it's pretty... I'm not drinking this on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, like, coffee and Why, chocolate too cheap? cherries. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. It's what are you guys cherry. getting on the 23-year? What are you tasting here? Not as smooth as the last one. Not as smooth? As far as the experience. So it's, it's got a little more grip on your tongue? A lot more, lot more oak. A lot uh, more oak. Well, I was, yeah. I'm going to say the opposite of that. It finishes way too quick, and there's not a lot that actually coats my palate and have a taste linger there like the other 
18 or longer, 15. Longer I'm getting like yeah. a berry, like the yeah. berries like really rise up in my palate. Like it finishes. But it's just berries quickly, and then that's fruity. it. Like there's yeah. no more going on. Right. Like currant and dark fruit, yeah. And how much is the 23 gonna run me in my local liquor store? Yeah, like I said, around 50 bucks. What? Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> so cheap. Really, really defies my brain. How do they make any money? Yeah. This is more fruity, more fruity. Yeah. Wow. Lots so for berries. me, this would be like if you're a rum fan and you want to have a nice bottle in your stash, it's like a nice older rum. This is it. This is super cheap yep. and delicious. Wow. Damn. Are you guys adding color to this rum? I mean, it's pretty It's pretty industry standard to do that. Yeah, but sure. But I mean, I, they don't say that from the, the source. It's not reported that they are. But probably Probably. It's, it's really hard to master the consistency of color. Do you know if they're adding sugar to the process after the distillation? Are they I don't, using I don't, sugar or I don't glasses? believe so. Okay. Yeah. Wow, really, really great stuff. Yeah. Just, nice I classic. Yeah. Yeah. The spiciness, tingliness. It's all of them, I'll say. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. yeah, great spices, great, great grip with the wood. It's like Dominican Republic rum. That's yeah, the OG, you know. That's right. The one that started it off. But uh, all right, well, that's really, really great. So, do you guys have any questions for Brendan today about the, uh, about the Batusalam? No? Anything else tonight? Have you guys heard of this brand before? I'm just oh, curious. Yeah. No? Really? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, okay. Yeah. These guys make incredible cocktails with it. Yeah, so. try the Platino and a daiquiri yeah. or even like a Dinya Classico. Puppy back there is Cuban, so he knows this. Oh, he knows all, all right of it. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's give it up for Mr. Brandon Reynolds for coming out tonight. <laughs> From the two Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember.